Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director, and this is The Daily DC. Thanks so much for listening. Today on the podcast, Donald Trump's failed walk back. The President of the United States sat in the Oval Office today and attempted to disassociate himself from the racist chants at his rally in North Carolina last night where the crowd was chanting about United States House of Representatives member from Minnesota, Ilhan Omar. Congresswoman Omar, who obviously, being a congresswoman and all, is an American citizen, was a refugee from Somalia in her youth and immigrated to the United States of America, and now represents a congressional district from Minnesota. As you know, she and three other women, freshman congresswomen, uh, have been the target of Donald Trump all week long. So it's a little disingenuous for the president to disavow the chants from his crowd that were repeating the very message he began the week with, with his racist tweet on Sunday. Now, so much has been said about the president's tweet. And I am reluctant to even inject uh, political analysis around it because it really stands apart from it. We do so much back and forth how things are viewed through partisan lenses. And here's the to and fro of the political football today. And isn't the rhetoric bad on all sides? The president of the United States put out a racist tweet. It was un-American and it was wrong. And to then reap what you sow by having your most ardent supporters stand before you and chant, send her back about Representative Omar, and then to sit in the Oval Office the next day and say you didn't like it and you disavow it, and you, that does not fly. That does, I mean, yes, that may fly with all the Republican members of Congress whose names will be on the ballot with yours next year so that they can say, well, the president walked that back and and try to get out of any uncomfortable questions about if they were okay with the president's words. But it doesn't fly for the American people. Nobody can look at nobody who is not already an ardent supporter of the president's. So an independent, a Democrat, a sort of mainstream Republican from another era who is paying attention. Nobody can see what he did Sunday and Monday and Tuesday, and then when it gets to the Wednesday rally, all of a sudden think, oh, yes, he didn't want that at all. Uh, He also did nothing in the moment to stop the the chance of center back from happening. But I want you to hear the moment in the rally last night when the president's speaking and the crowd starts chanting, and I want you to hear the president's silence for, you know— 10, 12 seconds or so, allowing the chance to go while he just sat there and absorbed it on the stage before he started talking again. And just have that moment sink in. So I want you to hear that moment from the rally in North Carolina last night. Omar has a history of launching vicious anti-Semitic screeds. And she talked about the evil Israel. And now I want you to hear what the president said in the Oval Office today when he was asked about it and when he talked about the fact that he was not happy with it. He didn't say it. They did. He disagreed with it and asked why he didn't stop it. 
He said, I think I did. I started speaking very quickly. But as you just heard, that was not the case. He's not being truthful there. But but here's President Trump in the Oval Office today. Well, number one, I, I think I did. I started speaking very quickly. It, it really was a loud. I disagree with it, by the way. But it was quite a chant. And uh, I felt a little bit badly about it. But I will say this. Uh, I did. And I started speaking very quickly. And now I want you to hear how Joe Biden, the frontrunner for the Democratic presidential nomination, the person at this moment in time who looks best positioned to take on Donald Trump in the minds of Democratic voters. He was in Los Angeles today and he was asked about the president's attempt at disavowing or, or walking back this notion about the rally last night. And, and here is how Joe Biden responded to that question. He was not happy with the the chance last night and that he disagrees with the sentiment. Do you take him at his word about that? Well, I only saw a clip of it. The way he stood there, it didn't seem like it. You'd assume, you can imagine if someone said that when I was speaking, what I would have said. No, stop. Speak up, man. Not after the fact. Not after the It actually gets back to how Joe Biden launched his campaign in April, which is about, as he calls it, a battle for the soul of the nation. Uh, When the president uses racist language and when the president allows moments like that for Americans to pit themselves against each other over race and religion, it allows the conversation to be back in a place where Joe Biden wants it politically for him because he thinks that that is firmer ground. Now, there's a whole school of thought inside the Democratic Party to not engage on the president's behavior at all. The country's well aware of it and stick to the bread and butter issues uh, and don't get distracted by the president's tweets or racist comments or what have you. But obviously, Vice President Biden was asked about this, asked about the rally last night, asked about the comments in the Oval Office this afternoon, and he clearly wasn't having any of it. So should it be a Biden versus Trump presidential election? I do expect this isn't just going to be about bread and butter issues in terms of health care or the economy, but this is going to be an election that is about very big core value kind of topics that are that this is where I will use both sides, that both sides of the political spectrum are going to get very excited and enthusiastic about. But it sort of is I think a meeting of the moment this week when you see how the president has behaved this week and the language he has used, I do think that this election is being set up on on far grander cultural values than your pocketbook or the economy's doing well. And we'll have hundreds of millions of dollars of ads that will try to maybe take the election in a different direction. But fundamentally, some of these core principles are going to be at play when voters go into the voting box and into the voting booths. And like I said, I think that plays to both sides of the political equation in terms of really getting people enthusiastic about their candidates. What is separate from all the politics of it is the unacceptable, un-American, morally wrong language coming out of the Oval Office and out of the White House. And any attempt, as the president tried today, to act like that's at arm's length and he's not responsible for it or he doesn't like it is just a completely false statement because his actions speak much louder than his words. That does it for this edition of The Daily DC. Thank you all so much for listening. Hope you'll tune in again right here tomorrow. 
quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 